Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Donnie Bovine, right? I'm saying this right? You got it right. Look at that. So Donnie self-published his first book at the beginning of this year. It's called How to Be a Success Champion, Business Strategy for Badasses. So thank you so much for being with us today, and tell us a little bit about you. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, I, I was really looking forward to this. You know, um, I've had a fun and crazy life. You know, I did four years in the United States Marine Corps and then spent 20 years as a straight commission sales guy. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a wild and crazy ride. My last seven of that, you know, sales career, I spent as a uh, sales trainer and I really thought that was going to be my retirement plan. But a couple of things happened, namely my business partner at the time looked at me and said, thank God you're my retirement plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to no longer be his retirement plan. Yeah. Um, he meant it out of love because he was really saying thank you for all the hard work I've done. And I, you know, at the time I really thanked him back. You know, I really appreciated it. He saw me that way, but it was time to live my own journey in life. So I jumped out in 2017 and started my company, Success Champions. I proceeded to spend the next six months running that business straight into the ground because I okay. had no clue how to be a business owner. <laughs> okay. um, I found podcasting in April of 2018. And I tell everybody that podcasting saved my business. So we rebuilt Success Champions. Um, the podcast took off. So now I have one of the top podcasts in the world called Success Champions. We have a magazine with over 10,000 subscribers also called Success Champions, all geared towards small business owners. We have a Facebook group, 1,100 small business owners in it. And we now have the Badass Business Summit. Uh, there, I knew it wasn't going to take long. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> my Summit. And then we have Success Champions Virtual Networking Groups where we just opened our first uh, Canadian chapter uh, in Barrie, Ontario. So, and, but what is the company about exactly? So I, I have a mission and goal to help over a million small business owners find business freedom. Most people got into business because they were tired of working for somebody else and they wanted to chase some sort of freedom for them to be their own boss, do their own thing. The problem is, is nobody teaches them how to do it. We all jump out, we all get in the game and we flounder. Um, and, and you try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you screw it all up. So I teach, whether it's on my podcast, on stages, um, through the virtual networking groups, literally how to scale and grow your business through mindset shifts, through business shifts, and really teaching specifically how to go out and sell. Because people yeah. don't have a sales problem. They have a business development problem. They don't know how to get to the sales conversation. So that's where a lot of my focus and teaching goes to. Okay. So what's the difference between business development and sales? Great question. <laughs> so business development is all the work that leads to the sales conversation. So it's all the outreaches. It's all the networking. It's all the stuff. 
it's the stuff that people do as busy work, but don't do it effective and focused. Sales is just the conversation. It's when you're sitting across from somebody and they have the opportunity to say yes or no to whatever you sell. And that's what sales is. Everything else is business development. So people don't have a sales problem. They have a business development problem because they don't want to do the reach outs. They don't want to go to all the events. They don't want to pick up a phone and call somebody. They just want to sit there, look pretty and have the world show up for them. And that's where we come into play is to teach them through, you know, self-discipline and consistency. They can really change and build that business that they set out to build. Okay. So you must be really busy. What, why did you decide to write this first book? Because like that takes a lot of time to write. So one, it didn't take hardly any time to write. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what my secret was. Yes. Um, And, and, to my tribe, my people, my, the, the champions who follow all the stuff I do asked for it. Um, and that's the reason I wrote it. Um, because of our Facebook group, I do everything that comes out of there. So, so they kept asking for more content. So we came up with a magazine and it blew up. Well, they, they asked for more content. They kept, were on me to write a book. And so I finally said, all right, screw it. I'm in, I'm writing a book. Yeah. Um, the book was an absolute project, but the easiest thing I've ever written. And the reason being is I didn't write anything. I spoke it all. Okay. Right. I opened up zoom and I spoke every chapter and then I paid somebody to go in and clean up all my crap. Cause I write like a four-year-old um, commas are overrated and don't need them. You know, run on sentences. It's, it's, it's bad. I, there's a meme that's floating around. It's a picture of me. And it literally says, if my grammar is proper, assume I've been hacked. Um, and one of my members and one of my groups made that for me. Um, so it's kind of my running joke. So I don't write well, but I can absolutely talk well. Yes. But how much, like how much recording did you need to have to have an actual book written? It was about an hour a chapter. Okay. Is what it broke down to. So what I worked with a gal by the name of Lord Franco, who is an absolute genius in helping people who are ready to go really big time in publishing, you know, get your books really out there. And she became my editor on the back end, cleaning it all up. Um, so what she had me do was lay out each chapter of what it was, what was the goal of the chapter, what we want to accomplish. And then she said, go be Donnie. Because anywhere I'm at, I mean, if somebody asks a question or gives me a topic, I will spin off the rails for an hour just running my mouth. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so she knew that about me because that I'm just a high energy guy. So um, we just went chapter by chapter. She goes, okay, this chapter you want to talk about X, go. And then I would take the recording. Now, free gift for all your people. She would take that recording over to otter.ai, which is a free transcription tool. Okay. And then she would take that otter transcription over to Grammarly to then clean it up. And then she would go through and edit. There was still a ton of editing. Yeah. You know, but, but not as bad as her trying to listen to the audio and write down the words. Yeah. Transcribing the whole thing would take forever. Absolute nightmare. So she let the AI stuff do a lot of it. And then I came back through after she got the chapters cleaned up and made sure it stayed in my voice. 
Yeah. But most people like writing for me because I use the F-bomb a lot and I cuss all through everything I do. So a lot of people get a kick out of it because I'm one of their few clients that they can fully be themselves and still yes. write, right? Um, so, so it's all included in the book? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. There, there's no censorship. It's all in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I use a lot of my screw ups in life to teach all the different things because I, I think the greatest lessons come from our biggest defeats. And uh, it was, it was a fascinating exercise to go, okay, what am I teaching? Where did I learn that? What was the thing that I went through to learn that said skill? And that's where all the chapter content come from down to the first time I heard about networking and attended my first networking group and how miserably bad that went. Um, it's all in the book. <laughs> okay. So if we want to hear more about it, we have to buy the, the of book. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And so how long did it take to speech, like to uh, record this whole thing? I uh, probably about 20 hours all in. Um, okay. because there was a couple of chapters we went back in and I re-recorded a couple of things to give more detail to a story or, or, um, to say it a little bit different way so she could capture it a better way. And, um, the fun thing was like things like audio quality didn't matter. I mean, it didn't have to be pristine, you know, perfect audio like you would for a podcast like this or, you know, for an audible book. Um, so it could be whatever. And a lot of times what I found is I would set my phone on Zoom in my truck as I was driving somewhere. Yeah. And so a lot of the recordings, you're hearing traffic in the background because I'm just talking my book as we're going right along, you know, commuting to a client or, you know, uh, this course is all pre-COVID, you know, uh, or heading to a speaking engagement or whatever else. Yeah. And, and it just gave me something to do to get the content out so I wasn't just wasting windshield time. Yeah, that's one advice that I love to give to my customers is to, I call it double your time is you're driving and then you're working at the same time. Yep. Like sometimes like listening to podcasts, washing the dishes or like doing two things at the same time. Exactly. But I love that. And so like, it's very effective because you would have been driving anyway. And now you're writing a book yep. at the same yeah. time. And uh, you also told me that you are not now recording the audio version. Like how is that going? Um, it is a huge pain in the tuchus. That's the <laughs> word I'm going to use. Um, and, and so it's one thing to speak it the first time, right? For the, for the recording and everything else. And I'm, I'm fully done with recording. They're doing all the editing now. And we're actually going to put a bloopers reel at the end of my audiobook because of how bad I was in the sound booth trying to record all this stuff. That's impossible. Like, what, what went wrong? Like, well, you seem like you're a professional. You've been well, doing podcasting for, for Forever, right? But, but here's the problem. When you're podcasting or we're having a conversation like this, there's, there's not a lot of deep thought involved. I'm not having to read lines like I'm in a movie or, or you know, anything else. This is just a conversation. When you're reading your book, even if it's your words, even if you spoke them before, you still have to read the book. And so I want everybody to go back to imagine you're in like third or fourth grade and the teacher goes, read in front of the class. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And, you know, 
four chapters in the first time I went in and record took me two and a half hours to get through four chapters because I was like a combination of Porky Pig, Roger Rabbit, and the Tasmanian Devil who smoked an eight ball of crack and tried to read a book. It was madness. I couldn't say words. They were all over the place. It was the funniest thing ever. I'm looking forward to the outtakes. Um, Paul, who is the guy who had the recording studio, he started laughing because I would get so frustrated with myself because simple phrases, you know, I, I, you just, when you're trying to read and stay ahead and make sure it all flows, you just think too much. And so it, it became a one heck of an activity. So you, did you rent a studio to do that? I did. I did. Okay. So for the uh, audible quality, they have a standard of audio that they really want. Most people in a home setup don't meet that requirement. Okay. Um, they, you might be able to, but you also got to think about people have a certain pitch they want to listen to. So if you think about audible books that you've ever listened to, then you know that there's certain things in quality you're looking for. Yeah. What you don't want to have happen is crackly things, noise in the background, the dogs barking, you know, everything else. So I knew going into it that I was renting a studio okay. and I found a studio that would rent me by the book and not by the hour because I had no idea how long this was going to take. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a project, but I had no idea how long it was going to take. So we and tried. What happens to when you stumble on the words? Like, do you have to, like, how does that work? It, it's everything you think it is. Read it again. Donnie, go back to that sentence and just start the whole paragraph over, you know? Um, and and you, you're constantly going back through, back through. And sometimes you sound like you felt like you got the sentence right. And Paul would be like, I don't know what word you said there in the middle, but that was not the word that was written. You just made up some random words. So I'd have to go back and read the sentence, you know? Um, and we tried a couple of things. I took a, an iPad and we blew up the text really big and tried to do like a teleprompter so I could read. And then I would just couldn't keep up with it. And it was all over the place. We tried just a, a PDF book version for me to read that. And ultimately it came down to, I had to be standing, which means I recorded the entire book standing up and I had to have a physical copy of the book so I could actually read the book. And that's ultimately the combination that worked best as we went through. I still screwed up a ton um, because it's just reading out loud is not something we do. Speaking out loud, we do all the time, but reading out loud and, you know, it's that, and you also want to make it fun. You know, you don't want to drone on like a English professor or something, mm -hmm. you know, you want it to be interactive. So I ad-libbed in a couple of sections after each chapter, I added a little bit more because, um, you know, when you listen to an audiobook, you want to hear the author, right? You want to hear their voice. And so I tried to give them more of me because reading Donnie and who I am is definitely a difference. There's a pace difference. There's an emotion difference. So I wanted to make sure they got both versions. And when is that audiobook coming out? So we're in a massive amount of editing. The goal is to have it out before September 25th of 2020. So we are scrambling right now, um, going through the editing rounds, and then we'll have to go through the uh, audio version stuff of which I've learned a ton. I am not an expert, but I'm happy to share what I've learned so far uh, because there was a lot more to it than I thought there was.
Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who's looking to do an audio book? Um, one, absolutely record, get a recording studio. But two, decide what your end goal is. And this is something that has been fascinating. For me, the book has always been an awareness campaign. It is a marketing piece for me. It's never been a revenue source. So I wanted to continue to help get my brand out there. So when you go to audible.com, there's actually two options and one is based off of really how much money you want to make off the book. The other one is really so you're going for more awareness. So they have two back-end options. One is you get 40% royalties or revenue shares, or you get 25%. Okay. 40% share means you're Audible exclusive. means your book is only on Audible. The 25% shares means you can publish on all the other audiobook platforms. Here's something I didn't know. There is a bajillion of audiobook platforms. I have, I, of course, Audible corners the market on it. But there is a couple of others that are slowly taking market share. And I'm like, look, I'm going for awareness. This isn't a money-making thing. I want to be on as many platforms as possible. So we're going for the 25% audience. And then we're going to be submitting to all the other sites okay. uh, to get those up there. Uh, and you hired someone to do that? No, care. I'm doing it all. Well, our team is doing it all. Okay. So uh, we're going to go through it and see what we screw up along the way, <laughs> knowing that Audible and all these other companies are going to come back and say, no, no, we need this. We need this. So no, we're, we're doing it. Uh, we set an amount of money I was going to spend on putting this audiobook together. And we haven't even got to marketing. We're over 50% of, of what the budget was to put this project together. So, and, you know, it's like with any book, the, the, the writing, the getting it uploaded to the sites and all that, that's the easy stuff. The marketing and getting it in people's yeah. hands, that's where the real work comes. Yeah. So we're making sure we save enough money to, to try and put as much promotion and everything else behind it. Yeah, um, I'm going to come back to the sales because I have a question about that. I'm sure you sure. have a lot to say. And first, I would like to ask you, like, what advice would you give to someone who hasn't written their first book, but they, like, they're kind of hesitant? What, what advice would you give them? Um, it was advice that was given to me, and I, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. Go through your life, if, if it's nonfiction and you want to teach something, right? Go through your life and write down every travesty that you've been through, every tragic moment, every horrible thing that's ever happened to you. Write them all down. Put that on the left side of your sheet of paper. On the right side of that same sheet of paper, I want you to write down every phenomenal, awesome thing that came from that travesty, okay? Everything that, that you learned in life lessons, business lessons, whatever came from that, I want you to put on the right side. And then I want you to write your book chapter by chapter by all the things you learned by through all the crap you went through. Phenomenal move for me um, to help me understand my stories and the things I've been through. Because, you know, I'm 43 years old. I have lived through a lot of things, but I don't remember half of them. You know, I always tell people I want to run for president, not because I want to be president. So somebody will tell me what happened in my 20s, you know, okay. so, <laughs> um, but that's the thing is, is if you take that process and turn that into writing, it becomes an amazing thing that makes it a lot easier to write your, your book out. Okay. So each uh, experience that you have turns into a lesson. So yes. that would be what your chapter is about. And so that, you that, that's how we came up with it. 
Okay. You know, um, and, and I started the whole project out with what are we trying to accomplish? What do we want people to walk away from this? And for me, I wanted to take all the tough things in business starting out, which is always going to be the business development and growth of sales. How do I get more business focus on there and get all those out. And then once we had the direction of the book, then it was taking each one of these stories. What did I go through? What were the lessons learned and putting those in the chapters? Okay. So they were really focused on your experience as a business owner, business owner. Yes. Okay. Not like life experience. I mean, there's some life stories in there, but 90% of it is all business stories. And what was the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author? Um, understanding the rules of the game. So there's a reason you have a launch team. There's a reason you have marketing plans in place. There's a reason you go do get on a ton of podcasts. There's a reason you do a lot of promotion. Um, most people, myself included, kind of went into this. I'm like, Oh, well, once I have a book, hey, the world's going to be there and we're going to sell a million copies and change the world. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, I think anybody who really wants to find a lot of success with, their, with a book, uh, however they want to find success, whether it's, you know, book sales or it's, it's awareness, I think you need to continually build your fan base. Yeah. You know, the people that are just into you, your message and everything else. And then I think you need to, to double down on your investments, knowing that this isn't going to be a one-time project. This is going to be an ongoing continual project where you're going to continue to have to invest and, and play P, personal PR agents you know, uh, to get your name out there enough because yeah. most of us are unknown, right? You know, most of us, we're still trying to get our names out there. I mean, if Gary V writes a book, then, you know, it goes bestseller without even blinking an eye. He's got millions of followers for the rest of us that are still figuring this game out. You know, it's, it's, we have to become the celebrity of our own book and right. tell everybody. So do you promote your book more or yourself as a writer? Um, I promote myself more and then the book comes up. Yeah. So um, sales wise, people buy from people. So uh, you may do book writing services and all that, but it's going to come down. I'm buying you. I happen to get what you do. So, so personal brand always goes first and then what you can, your, your marketing ploys and everything else comes second. So my main, you know, website, which is donnybovine.com is always going to be first and foremost on that website. You can find my podcast, my books, my, my everything. I don't mean to be that. I didn't mean to do that as a shameless plug. It was just, it's your, your brand goes out first. Always, yeah. always, always. Okay. And what, like, what would be the top three activities that you would suggest for writers that are just starting out? Maybe they just have like a small platform of followers. What should they be doing? So first and foremost, go follow your favorite authors. So whatever books you geek out on, go follow them. Go see what they're doing. Um, and if it, whatever they're doing, duplicate. Create it yourself. Um, because they've already figured a lot out and can shortcut a lot. I'm not saying you have to buy anything from them or anything else. Just, just steal everything they have. Because... <laughs> 
everybody else is doing it. You know, it's how we all figured out anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there, YouTube and Google University are amazing things. And, you know, I've got a freaking doctorate degree in those two at the moment because <laughs> I use them <laughs> for everything. Um, the, the second thing is find your tribe. And, and for me, uh, I launched a Facebook group and I did it because I was struggling so bad in business and I wanted to get around other business people that were either going through the same stuff I was going through. So we had a place to kind of hang out, moan and groan and complain about business and work on growing forward. Uh, luck for me, it evolved into me teaching a lot of things I was working doing along the way, which which helped tremendously. But when you find your people, you'll they'll, they'll become champions of you and your brand. And when you put out things like books or courses, seminars, workshops, anything like that, they will will gobble up whatever you put out there. So mm -hmm. I highly encourage anyone to put together a Facebook group. And, and just fall in love with the people that are following in love with you and, and constantly interact and engage with them. And so for people to find you and actually enjoy you, you need to be authentic and show your personality, right? Seems, seems like a given for you, but I, I'm not sure like everybody is comfortable like showing well, their true selves. And yeah, absolutely. And this is what everybody screws up with because authenticity is thrown around like every day now. Here's what it means to be authentic, and this will hopefully help everybody out. You need to be authentic on the things you want to connect with other people, okay? So literally, as we're recording this episode right now, this past weekend, I got a Harry Potter tattoo on my forearm. Literally, my whole forearm got Harry Potter tattooed. And I had a couple of even my fans were like, I didn't know you were so into Harry Potter. So I, I talked about the story of... My, I, did, I hated reading growing up. It was horrible. I didn't like books, thought they were dumb. There was no time for it. You know, going through high school, let me go party and, and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not going to do the whole reading thing. Well, working in corporate America, a coworker handed me the first Harry Potter book. And I, for some reason, went home and I read the whole thing in one sitting. Well, my grandmother, who was an eighth grade English teacher, heard that I read this Harry Potter book. And she was like flabbergasted, blown away that I would read a book. So she started going out and buying me. Every time a new Harry Potter book came out, she bought it for me, right? And became this whole kind of family thing of her buying these Harry Potter books. Well, then my brother's nieces became avid readers and they started getting to Harry Potter. And now I had like these little mini me munchkins that were reading Harry Potter and we totally geeked out on it. Well, my oldest niece... She just left Saturday morning to go to college, you know, you know, it's her first time away from the family. And she looked at me about two weeks ago and goes, Hey, I'd love to get my first tattoo. Would you go get a tattoo with me? And she goes, I want to do something Harry Potter. I'm like, I'm totally in. If we're going to do Harry Potter, let's, let's pick something. So we both got the Deathly Hollows. She got it on her hip. I got it on my forearm. My wife even jumped in and got the hedge wig from Harry Potter carrying a little letter you know, and became this whole thing. And I wrote this post on Facebook that just went viral because I, and I was telling that story. And at the end, I said, you got to talk about the things you geek out on. Because when you talk about those things you geek out on, your people, what I mean by your people is the people who geek out on the same stuff, show up in your world. And now you have this commonality, you get this kind of 
trust that that you don't get otherwise and that's what it means to be authentic it doesn't mean share your breakfast it doesn't mean you have to share all the travesties of your life it doesn't mean you have to give them every intimate moment for example i'm a loud guy right and and i put out a ton of content nobody will be able to tell you my wife's name because i never put it anywhere because I want to protect her that way. So there's no reason for her to be out there as part of my business. So, so when I'm authentic, it's authentic in everything I want to connect with people on business. Okay. Right? So people that are afraid of sharing their personal life, it's not necessarily about showing pictures of your kids or things right, like that right. you don't want to share. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Share the good stuff, share the, and by the good stuff, that's, that's the screw ups in business. You really want to connect with people, share your mistakes. They love that stuff. When I, you know, it, it, anything that I've done in business, you know, like, Hey, I tried this social media post. It bombed. I mean, literally nobody even viewed it. It wasn't that it was no likes and comments. Not a soul even viewed it. That's how bad the algorithm said that post was that kind of stuff. They, they totally will laugh at you because we've all been there. Yeah. Then you gets, feel like you're not alone. Like yes. you're not the only one who's done that mistake because yes. When you make mistakes, you're like, oh, I must have been the only one. Like I, I screwed up. And <laughs> so now, you know, that's someone else like this happens totally. to other people. Totally. And, and, and that's what, I mean, and that's what I want people to just talk about. Cause like on LinkedIn right now, video is absolutely just doing amazing on LinkedIn. Um, people are consuming more and more video content on So there's a lot of people who are trying videos and their videos aren't getting traction because they're trying to sell their crap. And that never works going on there and trying to do an infomercial. What does work is to go do a video where you can share a personal story, take my Harry Potter story, if you will, and turn it into a business spin at the end. Now you're edutaining by letting them listen to your story. And, and even if it's a, it's a personal moment, which by the way, in that post, you'll never hear my niece's name or my wife's name, right? You know, go through that. And at the end, you teach a business tip or, or give them something of real value that is completely self-serving. And me telling people to geek out on your stuff doesn't bring anybody straight to my company to buy anything. What it does is get them to trust me and my brand a hell of a lot more. So they'll hang out hopefully longer And then want to go check out me and dive deeper into my world. That's yeah, so it's how you a process. Yes. It's a process. It's something you need to build over time. Yeah. I mean, well, everything in business is your sales, your, I mean, writing your book, your podcast, everything. It's a long game. That's why entrepreneurs and business owners have to be absolute psycho bat crap, crazy people because anybody else would give up versus continue to push forward and doing the things we do to find success in business because yeah. we're not built to go through the chaos that we put ourselves through to find success in business. So, I mean, because you're literally going to get punched in the face by life over and over and over again. And it doesn't take a very brilliant person to realize, move your damn head, <laughs> get out of the freaking way. But no, entrepreneurs are like, oh, let me have another. <laughs> yeah, but that's the difference between successful entrepreneurs and failed entrepreneurs is failed. They just give up too fast. Absolutely. They their head and get out of the way. Absolutely. Whereas like 
you get your success after getting punched like so many times. <laughs> yep. And you keep getting back up and then eventually you go, okay, that way of doing it hurts too much. Let me adjust, see if I can get them to glaze off a little bit. And we go that direction. And you, sh and, and, and like in life, in business, you've got to evolve. And the only way to evolve is to fail better. And the only way you can fail better is you got to take on clients that are bigger than you think you can handle. You've got to go take on projects that are larger than you think your company can you know, put together. You've got to do the things that scare the crap out of you that force you to evolve into the next level version of yourself. And that's the other portion of this. Yeah, it's a long game, but it's the people that are constantly putting themselves in positions, knowing that they're absolutely going to screw up going through this and say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not about overcoming that fear of, oh my God, that client's so big. If I took them on, I'm not sure we can handle it. It's not about overcoming that and a conquering that and, and serving that client making great that's beautiful it's about who you become going through that process of servicing the client that large realizing it's not as big and scary as you thought it was and going holy crap i should do five more of these right so it's and, a little bit the same thing for writers like they need to start like writing their book and then that's how you learn how to be a better writer and yes. then write like a bigger project maybe a series like you can you can grow and evolve like 100%. in your writing and your your business. And so after you're finished like publishing your audiobook, do you plan on working on more books? Yeah, so I I've, I've I've got so many projects coming, but yeah, uh, I have the next book coming out that's going to be more geared towards sales in general because that's where everybody keeps pushing me to. Um, so, and I don't like 99% of the sales stuff that's in the marketplace right now, mainly because they're taught by transactional grease balls. Um, and if people will do a quick Google search of most of your quote unquote sales gurus, they were car sales, insurance sales. And I'm not knocking those industries, but those are one time sales, right? They're, they're transactional in nature. And okay. if you treat any business like a transaction, you're going to lose. So, so we're working through the process right now to put some sales books in a market marketplace. Uh, but those are going to be a little bit delayed only because this audiobook and everything has been one hell of a project. So, so but yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Okay, good. Awesome. And if people want to know more, where can they connect with you on the internet? Yep. So I got a fun one for you. I got a gift for your entire audience. Okay. Awesome. So, so one of the biggest things that I struggled with is everybody's like, even guys like Gary Vee, like content, 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 put out a ton of content. Um, and I struggled with it because, you know, you got Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, you know, Twitter, all these different platforms. And nobody, unless you have a team, is going to be able to take on all those platforms effectively. So over the years, we just found a ton of free tools that we've put together in a process and I teach a lot of small business owners a lot of these different sales and marketing strategies. And in one session, I sat down and taught them how in 20 minutes, they can create months of social content very, very, very easily using nothing but free tools. So if your listeners will text the words, I am a success champion, 
I will send them that 45 minute training for absolutely free, no cost whatsoever. Um, because I want more and more people in the marketplace finding success. So it's, it's a 45 minute uh, class, me teaching a bunch of small business owners how to create just endless content. So send okay, so the words. Can you text that? Yep. Send I am a success champion to 817 318 6030. 817-318-6030. Okay, I'll share that in the show notes to make sure that everybody can go back if they are listening in their car or something, they can't take, yeah. let, write it down. So I'll put it in the show notes. Awesome, awesome. So where else can they connect with you? You have yeah. a website? Yep, I do. The, the funnest place, if you're on Facebook, and you should be, if you're on Facebook, go up to the top, type in success champion, click on groups, I'll be the first one to pop up. Come hang out there. Otherwise, go to DonnieBovine.com, D-O-N-N-I-E, B as in boy, O-I, V as in Victor, I-N.com. And you can find all the other things that I'm into, the books, the podcast, the magazine, everything else we're into. Everything else you're doing, like everything you're doing, like you're doing a lot of stuff. You're putting out a lot of content. Thank you so much for sharing all your experience with us today. And so uh, thank you. One more yes. fun thing for you. Yes, go All ahead. Right. So guys, if you're listening to this show and you got even one nugget of value out of it, do me a favor. Go tell all of your friends that are doing similar things about this show. The biggest struggle as a podcaster is finding new people to constantly listen to our shows. So if you love this, you are literally giving her a virtual hug by going and teaching and telling somebody else how to listen to her show. So, and it's really the greatest compliment you can give her is by grabbing a friend's phone, going to their podcast app, putting this show on their phone and tell them to listen. It will mean everything for her. So go do that for me. Thank you so much, Donnie. You're welcome. <laughs> so <dear>. good. <laughs> You're welcome. So. Thanks for being here. Oh, my honor. It's been a blast. Well done. Great show. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 